Lasting Media. Just a heads up, sometimes I use grown folks' language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Season 2 of the Bad Decisions Podcast. I am your host, Katie Duke. This is the podcast where we talk about all the real, raw, unfiltered shit that is going on in your heads or the heads of everybody else that they wish other people talked about. You know, that taboo stuff, that real-life stuff. You're only going to get it here. Let's talk about some bad decisions. Hey guys, happy uh, Tuesday. Hope everyone's doing okay. I um, had a very interesting occurrence this morning. I was outside. I was walking to go get coffee. And um, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to stop by. I'm going to stop by the food truck. There's this food truck on the street that makes really, really good breakfast sandwiches. But you have to get there like before 9 a.m. if you want the croissants. Now, if you are a New York person, you already know where I'm going with this. New York people, we absolutely love bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. And that's one word, bacon, egg, and cheese. It's not bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. It's bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. There is something synonymous with New York, almost as much as like the bodega coffee cups that you get and the chopped cheese up in Harlem and um, the taco trucks down in Brooklyn, like... If you have ever lived here or spent the night here, you've had a bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. It is the epitome of the perfect breakfast sandwich. However, there are certain times that you have to get there. Like if you have your local food truck, you got to get there before 9 a.m. or else you're not going to get a bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. You're going to get a bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll, which to me, unacceptable, completely unacceptable, or on like a bagel. And I'm sorry, but like, Bagel sandwiches are hard to eat. Everything slides out the side and it becomes this like messy, careless sandwich. And I'm just like, it becomes more of like, it's hard work. I don't want to work hard to eat my sandwich. I want an enjoyable sandwich eating experience. So I go out there and I'm like already just like so excited for this whole experience because I haven't had a bacon, egg, and cheese in forever. And I'm like, I deserve this. I've been working out. I've been watching what I eat. I've been counting my calories. I've been doing good. I'm going to reward myself with this. And I get to the cart and there's like four people in front of me. And I'm like, these motherfuckers better not order (laughs) bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. Because as I'm looking in the window of like the cart, I see that there is literally three croissants left. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm like, please, 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 please let them order on a roll. They don't need croissants. They don't need croissants. They don't want croissants. They don't want croissants. Those people want rolls or hoagies or freaking everything bagels. So I'm just at this point praying to sweet baby Jesus, please, dear God, let there be a croissant left for me. And uh, five minutes later, I get up and I order and I'm pretty sure that the people in front of me, like I couldn't hear the first guy, but I know the second guy ordered it on a roll and I'm like, I'm good to go. And I go up to the window and I'm like, bacon, egg and cheese on a croissant with mayo and pickles and salt and pepper. And the girl looks at me, she's like, "Mm, we're all out of croissants. And I'm like, you've got to be joking. I'm like, 
They didn't get croissants. She's like, oh, no. Well, you know, some of our regulars come to the back of the truck. He just left with the last few croissants on sandwiches. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Since when do you have a separate line for the VIP clientele in the back of the fucking truck? Like, who even does that? First off, the back of the truck, there is no back of the truck. It's literally a cart. Okay, it's not even like a proper food truck. It's literally a cart. And I'm like, is there even a back of the house back there? How does someone even have access to this? Do you have a whole like friends and family line that I don't know about? Where is this coming from? How do I get there? Do I need to pay a monthly fee? Is there a subscription service? Do I need to tip you more than what I've been tipping for the last billion years that I've been coming here to this cart? Please, please let me know. Anyway, so I started out my day with no bacon, egg and cheese and it was The look on my face when I walked away from that cart, it was like a sad, lost puppy. I looked like a sad, lost puppy. My whole heart had been broken. First world problems, yes, I know. But, like, you guys know, like, once you, like, get in the mood for something, you're like, oh, man, like, I... I I need it! I need that. I I need it. And you get all excited for it, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to actually have this. This is gonna be, like, the best thing ever. And, um, yeah. Then you get the ultimate letdown because, again, I will not get my bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll. It is unacceptable. I do not allow it. On that note, guess what we're going to talk about today, you guys? We're going to t- <laughs> we're going to talk about some of the worst decisions I've made with jobs. This is sort of like a running theme here. Obviously, bad decisions, but, like, I've had a lot of really bad jobs So today's bad decision is one of the worst jobs I ever took in my life. And um, it's kind of funny because when I look back, I'm like, man, that is, ooh, that work will humble you real quick. I had a job in a factory and (laughs) I worked, so I worked, um, I actually worked at two factories in my life. I had two factory jobs. And if you guys know anybody who has a factory job, it is very grueling, humbling work. It is very monotonous work. You go into the place, you do the thing every single day for the same amount of time, the same thing. You pick things up, you put them down. You pick things up, you put them down for eight hours. You get a break when the bell rings. You get to go out to the lunch truck. You get 30 minutes. You get an afternoon break, and that's it. And you do that Monday through Friday. And man... It is hard work. You're on your feet. It's loud. It smells. It is so uncomfortable. And you know what? That job taught me a lot. So I had, um, you guys remember from season one, you know, I, I was in that abusive relationship for quite some time and I had a bunch of little odd jobs throughout that time period. Well, one summer I decided to get a job at a factory because they were paying good money. And let me tell you guys what good money meant back then. It was $8.89 an hour. (laughs) I'm like totally dating myself. Um, $8.89 an hour was like $3 above minimum wage, which minimum wage was $5.15 an hour at this time. And I remember... um, That abusive boyfriend at the time, his sister was working at a factory called David Sherman. And David Sherman was a factory in St. Louis that was basically in charge of, it was kind of like a distillery. Um, They bottled different, very bottom shelf liquor products at this factory. And then they bottled and packaged them and shipped them out. And 
his sister, she drove a forklift. She had like a forklift license. She was making like $16 an hour. And it was just like, man, she makes so much money. She's got good union benefits. She has great day shift hours. It was like everything that I wanted like at that time. And um, obviously this is, you know, way before I went to nursing school or even, you know, had like any envisions of that being, you know, what I was going to do with my life. And I was like, you know, I can't keep making $5.15 an hour at this freaking sandwich shop, you know, which is what I was doing, even though, listen, I love me making a sandwich. Matter of fact, I started out this conversation today talking about sandwiches. I'm very consistent. So I was like, can you help me get a job? She's like, yeah, yeah, they're, you know, they're always hiring. You can come, you can come in as like an intro position and you can like work the line. And I'm like, okay. So I went in and like I got hired on and I reported for like my first day and I worked on an assembly line. And um, the assembly line that I worked on, I was in charge of making sure that the labels that would print on the pints and the liters of Everclear. And yes, you guys know I've had lots of experiences with Everclear over my time. This is where it all started. I would have to make sure that the labels were straight, that they were that the adhesive was okay on them and that there was no bubbling or peeling back of the labels and that the bottles were clean on the assembly line for the liter bottles and the pints. And um, we also did country club vodka. And I'm sorry, if you're an ER nurse, you guys know what country club vodka is because I guarantee you have peeled it out of one of your um, intoxes, um, like pockets at some point in time during your career. We all know country club vodka and like Everclear, like that's the stuff you get. You get more bang for your buck, right? You can spend $2.50, you can get a pint and you'll be nice and inebriated in a matter of like T minus 20 minutes. And so I actually worked at David Sherman plant, which is where they bottled all, all of these products. So the assembly line that I worked on, I would go in, the shift would start at 7.30 in the morning. And it would go until 3.30 in the afternoon. So 7.30 in the morning, you go and the assembly line starts rolling. And, you know, you're there. You have your safety goggles on. You have your gloves. You have a mat that you stand on. And you stand in the same position the entire day. You get to move when they ring the bell at 10.15 for a 15-minute break. And then when they ring the bell at 12.30 for lunch. And then when they ring the bell at... 3.30, indicating that the shift is over, that the day shift is over. And man, I can't listen. I can't even tell you guys how, and I keep using this word, but that work is so humbling. If you've ever just like sat and done one monotonous task for eight hours in a row, like then, yeah, you know how this feels. So at that time, again, I was not in a good place. I was in an abusive relationship. I was living in like damn near a condemned apartment. I had no self-esteem. I had no direction on where or what I was doing with my life. I was kind of estranged from my family. We had a very tense relationship. It was bad. But the only thing on my head was like, I need to make money. I need to make money. I need to make money because I have no money. I have no money. No money. And I was like, take this job. This job pays great. You can make $8.89 an hour. Like, hello, you're going to be a fucking baller. And man, like, I just didn't even think anything about what does this job entail? 
What kind of environment is this job? What am I going to be doing? What is this going to teach me? How am I going to use this to build my resume? All these things that I'm asking right now, this is the shit that you learn later on in life when you start to realize like what you need to actually look for in a situation, especially a job. My only focus was make that fucking money. And the bad decision lies right there. Choosing a job just because it pays you good. That is a bad decision, ladies and gentlemen. That is a bad decision. Why? Because do you want to get paid great money to work in a terrible like environment that you hate or that is just so miserable or that you know you you get no substance out of the experience you don't learn anything let me tell you I I learned nothing I didn't talk to anybody except for when we would go out on the break time I felt like we were like a herd of cattle they'd ring that bell and all the factory like all the machines would like shut down and everybody would like take their safety goggles and their gloves off and they would walk you know, in this damn near single file line and like walk outside. And I was just like, damn, are we like herding fucking goats here? Like, what the hell, man? It just seemed so, oh, it just, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. But, you know, at that time I was just so focused on one thing. Like I had this straight tunnel vision, make your money. You need money. You have no money. You can't like rely on anybody else to help you out because you're and boyfriend is an alcoholic and he's drinking all of his money. You can't ask your parents for money. Like you have no savings. You're screwed. So I would go there every single day, man. And every single day I would go and I would report to my little part of the assembly line. And I would just be like, man, I'm going to sit here, stand here for eight hours and make sure all of these labels are straight and that there's no extra glue on these fucking bottles of Everclear. I look back and I'm just like, I don't even think I could survive that now. I don't even think that I could go back and do that for eight hours. It would take, it would take a lot. But there are a lot of people out there that that is a good, dependable job. And we all have different reasons and rationales as to why we need to take different job opportunities and different career opportunities. So I'm certainly not trying to say, you know, like, oh, that's that's a terrible job because that job out there is paying a lot of people's bills and providing for a lot of people's families. And I get that. But I want you guys to like see like where my mindset was, because I feel like a lot of people out there at some point in time are going to make the same decision, whether you're in the entertainment industry, whether you're in the restaurant industry, whether you're working healthcare, whether you work in social services, whatever it is. Have you ever chosen a job strictly because that money is good and dependable and then gotten there only to realize, oh, this is miserable? There are a lot of people out there that are dealing with that. In fact, that, that same situation continued into many jobs that I worked, even, you know, my last NP job. So, like, did I really learn from that life lesson of that bad decision working at David Sherman plant a billion years ago? I think it's helped change my perspective over the years. But, you know, it's hard to turn down good money. But I think if 2020 and even like the beginnings, you know, of 2021 have taught us anything, it's that you really need to have a healthy work environment that you actually enjoy. And that your peace of mind is actually almost more important than the amount of money that you make. And that 
if you're not getting something constructive out of that job, if you're not in an environment that is fostering your growth, and if you're not in an environment that is helping you, you know, embrace your full potential and your talents and your skills, and then are you really in a job that's paying you good? Because let me tell you, payment comes in a lot more forms than a paycheck. Payment comes in a lot more forms than a paycheck. So there are some times in our life when all we need is a paycheck. At that point in time, all I needed was a paycheck. And I definitely paid for that. Did it offer me other, you know, value for for something? I mean, I, I got a really great, unique appreciation for Everclear and all of its purposes, like removing grease stains from the floor and removing paint from, you know, machines. But payment comes in a lot more forms than just a paycheck. So if you guys find yourself, you know, in some kind of a situation where you're like, you know, I'm making great money, but it costs you your peace of mind. And I touched on this, you know, I touched on this a little bit during um, the burnout episode last year. And I really just want to kind of keep honing in on this message that you got to pay attention to those gut feelings. You shouldn't sacrifice your peace of mind for any paycheck because, you know, you, you can always make more money but you can't always get, you know, your mental health back. So make sure to pay attention to that shit. And in the meantime, if you have worked in a factory, if you've worked in a factory, or if you have ever had the pleasure of making sure that, you know, the bottles on your Everclear, you know, labels are straight, you know, I salute you. I salute people out there who do that work. It's hard. It's very underappreciated. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there who who put those long hours in every day. Next time you guys go to a liquor store and you see Country Club Vodka or you see Everclear or you see MD 2020, what we used to call Mad Dog 2020, think of me because you know what? I inspected those labels in those bottles many years ago and I have a whole different appreciation for them now. And on that note, go out there and make some bad decisions. Well, (laughs) that didn't wait. That didn't come out right. If you are out there making bad decisions, um, come back with us every Tuesday and hear about my bad decisions and we can learn this shit together. (laughs) Bad Decisions is a lasting media production hosted and produced by Katie Duke and executive produced by John Fender and Jason Barrett. Edited by Ben Delameter and Jonas Litton. We know you have a bad decision you want to share. So visit baddecisionspodcast.com and submit your story for a chance to be featured on the show. For all things Katie Duke, visit katiedukeonline.com and on social media at the Katie Duke. So I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about my partnership with the Resume RX. Amanda is a nurse practitioner, and she and I have known each other for several years. In fact, we met when she did my complete resume makeover when I was applying for my first NP job many years ago. And she has since then launched so many amazing products and services for nurses, nursing students, 
NP students and nurse practitioners that have really helped people take their career path control into their own hands. So I want to tell you about a couple different products and services that she offers that all Bad Decisions podcast listeners can get a discount to. If you go to theresumerx.com forward slash bad decisions, you can get 20% off select digital products and services. The first thing that she has is she has a nurse resume template bundle, which full price is $27, and it gives you access to tons of fill-in-the-blank solutions for your resume and cover letter to help you stand out. And she sold more than 10,000 of these. You actually get six different designs that are completely customizable. And it works for both grad students and nursing students as well. The second thing I want to tell you about is that she also has this really phenomenal weekend resume makeover program. The weekend resume makeover is self-paced. It's half the investment of a custom service, and it will walk you step-by-step through writing a resume and cover letter that will help you land your dream job. Take your career into your own hands and check out her services and check out her products. Again, I've used them myself, and I wouldn't be promoting them if I didn't believe in them. So go to theresumerx.com slash bad decisions and use the code bad decisions for 20% off.